0: Okay, my friends, so today we are reading the last fairy tale in the Grimm's Fairy Tales Classic Edition by the Brothers Grimm, illustrated by Don Daly. And the story is called Briar Rose, and it is read today by Mommy and... Um, it is read today by mommy and Snoopy with Woodstock. Oh, I I love a good beagle. Can I scratch you behind your ears? Are you gonna go how? Ow, 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 ow. No. He's smiling very big though. He liked that. Most dogs like to be scratched behind their ears. Um, are you ready for your story? with, um Snoopy and Woodstock? He's saying yes. All right, then, friends, here we go. Today's story, Briar Rose. Once upon a time, there lived a king and queen who had plenty of money and plenty of fine clothes to wear and plenty of good things to eat and drink. Yet, despite their many blessings, they were very disappointed for they had no children. One day, as the queen was walking by the side of the river, a frog crept onto a lily pad and said to her, Your wish shall be fulfilled. Before a year has gone by, you shall have a daughter. Ah, A talking frog? What? What's going on here? Well, what the frog said had come true, and within a year, the queen had given birth to a baby girl. And the king and the queen were so delighted that they could not contain their joy. They ordered a great feast and invited not only their relations and friends and neighbors, but also the wise woman in order that they might be kind and well disposed towards the child. That's usually what parents do when their kids are born. You can ask pretty much any parent, did you have a party for your kid when they were born? Or did you have a party when you knew you were gonna have them? Most parents say, "Uh, yeah, I was super excited. Okay, there were 13 wise women. In the kingdom but the king had only 12 golden plates for them to eat out of so one of them was left without an invitation <gasps> you know I think I would have made an extra plate since you got all this money but mm. the feast was held with much rejoicing and when it came to an end the wise women bestowed their magical gifts upon the baby one gave virtue, another, beauty, a third, riches, and so on, with everything in the world that one can wish for. And when eleven of them had made their promises, suddenly the thirteenth charged in. Furious at being slighted by the royal family, she pointed at the princess and cried with a loud Voice. Ready? In her 15th year, the king's daughter shall prick herself with a spindle and fall down dead. Whoa. Then she stormed out of the great hall, leaving them all shocked in her wake. She said, in the 15th year, the king's daughter shall prick her finger with a spindle, which is the sharp, pointy bit of the spinning wheel, and fall down dead. It's shocking, really. You don't don't go to a baby's birthday party and say, yep, this baby's going to die. Dreadful. While the twelfth wise woman, whose good wish still remained unspoken, came forward. She could not undo the evil sentence, but she could soften it. And so she said, When the princess pricks her finger on her fifteenth birthday, she shall not die, but instead fall into a deep sleep of a hundred years. Wow, a hundred years? Boy, we're lucky if we get eight hours. Let's see, the king hoped to save his dear child from the threatened evil. So he gave orders that every spindle in the whole kingdom should be burnt. Now, as the princess grew up, The gifts from the first 11 wise women were fulfilled, and the princess was so beautiful and good-natured and generous and wise that everyone who met her was bound to love her. Now, can I just point something out, really? If I knew that something might hurt my kid, instead of hiding All the things that might hurt my kid away from them. I would teach them everything they could possibly know about that thing so that they wouldn't hurt themselves. See, I think because they got rid of the spindles, she didn't know that it was sharp and pointy and she could hurt herself. If they had had them around and someone had taught her how to properly use a spinning wheel, she would know, oh, that sharp bit is quite pointy. It could hurt me. And then she would never have touched it. Moving on, I'll show you. It happened that on the very day when the princess turned 15, the king and the queen were not at home. She was left in the palace quite alone. (sighs) Rookie mistake. So the princess explored around the palace by herself, looking into all the rooms and the bedchambers until at last... She came to an old tower. Curious, she climbed up the narrow winding staircase and reached a little door. And as she reached out her hand, the door sprang open, and there in the little room sat an old woman with a spindle, busy, busily spinning her flax. "'Good day,' said the princess. "'What are you doing there?' "'I'm spinning.' said the old woman, nodding her head. What sort of thing is that that rattles around so merrily? Asked the girl, reaching her hand toward the spindle. Oh, dear. But as soon as she touched it, she pricked her finger and immediately fell down upon the bed that stood there, falling into a deep sleep. Well, now, this is, this is a bit of a disaster. Let's see if we can see. Oh, right there sharp bit. See, she's really, now she's out. She's going to sleep for a very long time. Well, this sleep extended over the whole palace. The king and the queen who had just come home and entered the great hall fell asleep. And the whole of the court with them, and the horses too, went to sleep right in the stable. And the dogs in the yard, and the pigeons on the roof, and the flies on the wall. Even the fire that was flaming in the hearth became quiet, and slept well around the castle grew a hedge of thorns which every year became higher and eventually the briar hedge grew all over the castle so that none of it could be seen not even the flag upon the roof but the story of the beautiful sleeping briar rose as the princess was called was told throughout the country and from time to time princes tried to get through the briar hedge and into the castle but they always found it impossible for the thorns held fast together after many many years another prince came to that country he met an old man who told him the story of the briar hedge and how a castle stood behind it which was a wonder in which a wonderfully beautiful princess named Briar Rose, had been asleep for a hundred years. Well, along with all of her court. So there's quite a bit of sleeping people in there, right? Yeah. So the old man was also told of how many princes had tried, unsuccessfully, to get through the thorny hedge. But this prince said, I am not afraid. I will go and save the princess, Briar Rose. Whoa, he thinks he's pretty brave, huh? The prince set out for the palace on the very day the 100 years of slumber had been completed. Thus, when the prince came near the briar hedge, he found nothing but large and beautiful flowers, which parted from each other and let him pass unhurt. And in the castle's yard, he saw the horses and the spotted hounds lying asleep and on the roof sat the pigeons with their heads tucked under their wings. And when he entered the great hall, he saw the whole of the court lying asleep. And up by the throne lay the king and the queen. And the prince continued deeper into the palace. And everything was so still that he could hear every breath he drew. And at last, He climbed the steps of the tower, opened the door of the little room where Briar Rose was sleeping. And there she lay so beautiful that he could not turn his eyes away. And so he leaned over and gently gave her a kiss. And the moment that he kissed her, Briar Rose began to open her eyes and awakened with a smile for the prince. And then they went down to the great hall together with the king and the queen and the whole court were waking up. And they looked at each other in great astonishment. And the horses stood up and shook themselves. And the hounds jumped up and wagged their tails. And the pigeons flew in the air. And the flies on the wall buzzed about. And the fire in the kitchen once again flickered and cooked the meat as the kingdom came back to life. Well, soon thereafter, the wedding of the prince and briar-rose was celebrated throughout the kingdom, and they lived happily ever after to the end of their days. And you know what I like to think? I like to think that perhaps once she woke up, he probably said something to her along the lines of, please excuse me for having kissed you without your permission. I recognize I should have done that. And I'm sure she probably said something to the effect of, well, you know what? I wasn't asleep, so I don't care. Well, I don't know if she would say that. Maybe she might say, thanks for trying to make things right. You seem like an, a nice enough sort of person. Why don't we get to know each other a little bit? And then as they chatted, they realized that they were perfectly in love with one another. They just didn't even know it, but turns out they were like a glove and a hand and they just fit in perfectly and so it made sense for them to get married because everything worked out really well and that's what I like to say happened or Uh they fit in with a planet and a universe ah yes like she was the planet in his universe or he was the planet in hers I like that. That's a really, that's a beautiful way of putting it, Philip. I mean, Snoopy, yeah. and that, well, my friend. Christmas yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Um, and it is also the. Say it with there. It is.